<laughs> I think we're on. <laughs> yes, we are on. Yay! Hello. Hello. This is Jonathan Lim, everyone. Welcome to Dwayne's Spin Stop. Thank you for taking the time to come here. My pleasure. Um, and uh, wow, look at your shirt. I know. What does that mean? What does it all mean? Uh? Huh? It's na 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 na. I, I I can't give it away though. So oh. maybe people can reply. Oh, okay, okay. So <laughs> you guess. figure out what nanana na na means, yeah. write into us and yes. let us know. Yeah. It's a big clue, it's not sodium. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, if you're tuning in uh, on the Facebook link uh, to chat with us, you have to click on the link itself to get into YouTube so that you can talk to us on YouTube. Mm. Right? Cool. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, also, Jonathan is on... Uh, <laughs> Well, maybe this is after, but he's also on Instagram and on Facebook. <laughs> Freshly on Instagram, unbelievable. Freshly on Instagram. Yeah, it's like day right. three or something. Yes, you yeah. joined, I think, three days ago. Yeah, I think I'm I so s- behind the rest of the world. Yeah, And uh, you can follow him. He also has uh, the Chestnuts. If you guys follow the uh, Chestnuts series, mm-hmm. is it called a series? <laughs> it's a series now. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's uh, he spoofs and parodies lots of different things, especially things that are going on in the local theatre scene. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when is the next one by the way we just had one this year right yeah just we had one in September curiosity. yeah that was the very special SG50 version it was called Chestnuts 50 and it was a really special one because um, there was so much stuff this year between uh, you know OKY and Amos yeah. and Elections <laughs> and you know wow it was an amazing year and um, Lawrence Kong and Lo- uh, yes and <laughs> Kong 1 and Kong 2 it was yes. wonderful and it's kind of scary because I can't imagine how to beat that you know, so there have to be a lot of scandals next year or else the next chestnuts is going to be a little bit long in waiting, I We've think. We've got quite a few with the Miss Universe. <laughs> the Miss Universe, not, I'm not even talking about Steve Harvey, I'm talking about the, the contestants' reactions, mm. right? It's caused quite a scandal, I don't know. I wonder, I actually wonder, do you think, do you think this, I mean, this has gained Miss Universe quite a lot of publicity, right? Yes. I mean, do you think the organisation did anything to... To 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 <laughs> to, um, to give U- Miss Universe a bit of publicity there. You know, I I wouldn't put anything past them, lah. You know, Miss Universe is such a bizarre and strange thing. You know, right? It's, it's so weird that it's still going on after all this time because it's kind of old fashioned. It's really old. It is old fashioned. Yeah, and it hasn't gotten any sexier or any. You know, it doesn't feel. Every time I watch Miss Universe, it feels like I'm I'm like twelve again. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Watching with my parents, you know, it doesn't make sense. In, in, in the today's world mm-hmm. you know it's so far from porn <laughs> what's the point okay this is the first time we're getting video output low seems that what we're that still hmm. it means that uh, YouTube is not receiving enough video from us uh-huh. I have connected my uh, so anyhow if anyone is watching I see that there is someone watching please let us know that you can hear us fine mm. uh, please let us know in the chat as soon as you can I just want to make sure that we're getting uh, good streaming right now okay so anyhow uh, we usually start off with health so oh. with health technology and people always laugh but there's a <laughs> no, no, of course, of course. Uh, uh, but, but, but there's a lot more than you but so anyway health is uh, the environment at large as well okay and uh, let's start things off easy before we get controversial um, I know you're a big uh, fan recently also mm-hmm. as recent as, as slightly less recent than Instagram of uh, fish <laughs> or sea creatures. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm you have this new recent. new hobby, uh, and mm. w- is it something that helps you creatively? Why have you uh, adopted? Tell us what you have. I've seen your <laughs> Facebook post. You have shrimps. It's bizarre. I have shrimps. I have turtles. And they're I rare, have, right? Uh, yeah, rare. I, I I like the rare stuff. The rare stuff is fun. Um, I'm I'm what they call an oddball collector. So I collect the unusual fish. You know, some people do the ornamental fish, like angelfish, koi, you know, the pretty ones. Right. right? I do the oddball ones, the ones with eyes too big, you know, tail too small, you know. But and they cost more. They cost more because they're unusual. Um, they're mostly wild caught. Nobody breeds them. Okay. You know, they're not popular enough to be bred. So they so come how? from the Amazon. They come from all these exotic places. They cost more. And wow. you only get like maybe two or three shipped into the country at one moment. So you kind of wow. have to grab for them. Wow. So it's kind of so fun. So does the price go up because... Yeah. They're, they're always at a premium, you know, and... And I'm 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 in with a lot of dealers. It's quite exciting, you know. Okay, it's all a bit so underground. You have to schmooze to get yeah, your fish. Yeah, yeah. You got you got to convince them that you are a worthy collector, and you should be the first to be informed when the shipment arrives. Wow. You know, and I've gotten to the point where I get informed before the shipment arrives. Wow. So that's a bonus, you know. Uh, and it was a very interesting sort of social uh, discovery for me because there's this whole hidden network of, of fish people. So it is social. 
So in spite of the oh, fact that you're competing social. for the fish, yeah, there's yeah. still a social community. Totally. I mean, like, it's I'm not... always bidding with people, um, bidding against people for fish on Facebook, right. you know, and then after you finish bidding, you sort of, you know, encourage each other and congratulate each other in a very brotherly wow. way. You know, so where does this all happen on a Facebook group? Yeah, there are quite a lot of Facebook groups out there. So depending on what you're looking for, if you're looking for catfish, you're looking for arowana, there are all these specific places. Wow. And literally it's like, okay, so bidding closes at 10 and then like at you know, 9.58, there are like a dozen people all waiting to snipe and oh, be that wow. last person in. And then everyone congratulates the one who won. So it's kind of nice, nice, you know. And I've had situations where someone bid for something, I lost it to them. And then I, I sort of said, oh, you know, I, I really wanted that. And they actually contacted me and said, if you really want it, have it. Oh, wow. So it's kind of friendly, you okay. know, because we all share the same worries and problems and concerns. So I think that's cool. And you go over to each other's houses to... Um, whenever to we trade fish, fish. Okay. we visit... Oh, and then, nice. you know, it usually becomes a long stay session where you just sort of play with each other's fish and stuff right. like that, you know, that sounded dirty. But it's quite <laughs> cool. No, but it's really fun because I used to tell people, you know, that, that in the suddenly entering into this community, I find myself talking to all, it's always guys, okay. right? Almost always guys. Really? Interesting. Yeah. So I'm always texting all these guys. How long? <laughs> Tell me size, location. Okay. <laughs> you know, wow. and that's, that's the first thing you ask for, right? Like right. someone says, catfish for sale. How long? What location? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there uh, you go. Interesting. So, hey, it's social. And uh, so it's only on Facebook. There's no Reddit group or any kind of. No, nope, I don't think they've gone that far. You okay. know, it's kind of important for them to, I guess, see what it is that they're talking about. Oh, there are all these WhatsApp groups as well. Interesting. You know? Okay. But what's fun is, I'm, well, the reason I'm doing it, if, if, if you're curious to know, okay. is because it's extremely relaxing. You know, not the buying of fish part. That's it's really tense. But right. yeah, you know, when you sort of finish all the water changing and all the cleaning and all the feeding and you sort of sit back and look at it, it's unbelievable. Wow. It's really unbelievable, you know. Do you use your artistic uh, nature to create like different... <laughs> do you get artistic and decorative? I'm a terrible landscaper. Okay. I have friends who do amazing things in their tanks. I just like them bare tanks okay. with a little bit of shrubbery and then, you know, just watch the fish. Right. Watch the fish. But I think it's amazing because ever since that, uh, ever since I began, every time I wake up in the morning, I step out into my living room uh -huh. and I hear the gurgling of water oh, wow. and the soft chirping of crickets because I have to feed crickets to some of my frogs and then some of them escape, so they're in the furniture somewhere. So it's really outdoorsy now, my house. Okay, nice. <laughs> it's nice, it is nice. And um, have you been to the Marina Bay Sands exhibition, The Deep? No, that I missed that. I really wanted to go there. Oh, no. I really did. Um, I, I kept putting it off and then it ended, right? Yeah, it just yeah. ended. Yeah, so that was quite annoying. Um, but I know that it would have really pissed me off because I would have wanted to buy everything there. So right. I'd rather not. All the dead stuff? <laughs> <laughs> the, my real dream is to start a marine tank. You okay. know, everything I have now is fresh water. Right, right. But, you know, marine tanks are hard to maintain. It's yeah. kind of scary. So, you know. I went to it. Uh, did you like it? I well, I was next to the DreamWorks exhibition, so I ah, was, okay. you know, I'm more of that kind of. A, I, <laughs> and then after after that, I should have gone to that first because after that, it's sort of like the the excitement died down because it was oh. so quiet and dark. Yeah, yeah. And these, you know, there was this grandmother going, like, yeah, yeah, and she was uh, really <laughs> terrified scary. of the fish, but. But it was very very interesting to know that these um the different layers of the ocean and mm -hmm. and how. You know, by a certain depth, even like the fish's eyes are like, they're, mm. they're no eyes because they're actually vulnerable parts of the body. So it's covered up the skin. I have a really cool bunch of fish. Mm -hmm. um, they're called the Mexican blind cave fish. Okay. And they're just like, you know, tetras, the really shiny, um, mm -hmm. bright tetras that like people like to have, right? I know them well, from computer games. There you go. But somewhere <laughs> in Mexico, right, uh -huh. a bunch of tetras ended up in an underground cave once right. that was completely devoid of light. Right. And over generations, they uh -huh. became completely white, so they're albino. Okay. And their eye sockets completely sealed up wow. and they have no eyes because they need the energy to stay warm right. instead of to maintain right. sight. Right. But so you have them. I have them. They're, they're available in Singapore and, and they're really they, cute. They they're, can exist out of that, that environment? Yeah, because they're extremely hardy. Ah, okay. They're extremely hardy. Interesting. Yeah. So wow. Yeah, so it, it's amazing. I mean, I always believe that, you know, there are huge monsters out there in the deep. You yeah. Know, it's very exciting. It's like we always look to the sky of aliens and stuff like that, right? But yeah. we have on our very own planet amazing creatures. In fact, the least explored part of our world is the deep. We know True. more about space than we know about the, the oceans. It's really yeah. scary, yeah. right? And it's like, this is something I realized some time ago, right? which is so exciting, right? You know that as you go deeper into the oceans, mm -hmm. you're going to get larger and larger fish yeah. because of the body warmth, mm -hmm. right? The bigger they are, the thicker they, their hide, the more to. they can survive. Right. The slower moving they will be right the more vicious they probably will be mm -hmm. but 
if you go even deeper below where it's really cold right you'll get to a point where it gets really hot really because we're talking about the deep oh. underground caverns that go nearer and nearer to the right. earth's core right 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 so at some get, point yes, it's going to get, get hot, hot again yeah i wonder what lives there oh so wow. that's a whole layer we can't even imagine wow. fish that can live in hot water right right if they can live in sub zero they can certainly live in hot water but you can't imagine what those fish would be like gosh haha <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Where did you get that thought? Did you think of it yourself? It just, or popped, is it just, up. It just popped up because wow. I was I was reading about all these chasms and abysses and all that, yeah. and they kept talking about how the temperature drops. Right. And then I realized no, because if it's, you if you get deep down, you're gonna hit lava. Yeah. You're gonna hit lava, exactly. so it's gonna be really hot water. Interesting. And not just for like a, a little section. You're talking about like I don't know miles of hot yeah. water. Yeah. Right. So wow. Time for a new story, a new mm. book. <laughs> um, okay. So. Of course, most of our audience members are theatre viewers, so sometimes we, we go off these kind of topics just for fun, you know, <laughs> just to give you more exciting coverage of different things. Uh, but but let's, uh, before we go into the theatre and all mm. those things we're going to talk about, so what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk mm. about censorship, we're going to talk about uh, Chestnuts, we're going to talk okay. about In the Room, which is a new Eric movie that uh, Jonathan also brings co-wrote. Us censorship. Which also brings us Everything brings us censorship. <laughs> yeah, that's sad. And uh, the Amos E. Uh, censorship. Yeah, which is about it. <laughs> So the musical that he's going to put up. Um, yeah, so before we get to all that meaty stuff, um, uh, just to wrap up the food segment, uh, mm. we uh, I want you, I get, invite my guests all the time to recommend a place. I know it's very hard. Singaporeans mm. love their food. Mm-hmm. So you only get one place wow. to recommend. Okay. Uh, and you, you can base that on what you feel right now. Right. Oh, no, I no. I absolutely... People who know me know I only have one place to recommend. I'm so boring. Okay. Anyone who wants to eat with me has to get ready to go eat in that place. Um, I'm kind of wary of sharing it so publicly because it's meant oh, to be a bit no. secret. But all right. Okay, just, then you can choose the second place. Just No, no, just for you guys. Just for you guys. Aww. All right. It's kind of special. Um, it's a very, very cool place in Geylang, Lorong 11. Mm-hmm. Right. It's called Liu Da Ma Shao Kao Pa. Right. Okay. Which is <laughs> Big Mama Liu's Roast Bar. Wow. Right? It's kind of fun because it probably used to be a bar. So there are like pictures of nude women on the walls. Oh, wow. It's really tacky. It's got like mirrored tiles and everything. But what it does is... It sounds is... very black. Big Mama Liu's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's not. Big Mama Liu is this Chinese woman with glasses okay. and permed hair. But um, they serve um, uh, yang rou chuan, you know, sort of uh, mutton skewers and right. all sorts of cool stuff. And they serve entire lamb legs. Wow. Roasted, spit roasted at your table. Wow. So it's really amazing. You get like scalpels and you carve them. Right, and you are advised not to wear your contact lenses because if you lean forward, you, they might melt in your face. Oh my gosh. So wear your glasses. Okay. Right, it's really amazing. It's an amazing place. The lamb is succulent. And what are the prices like? Um, a big lamb leg, which is about like this big, mm-hmm. pretty significant, which can feed about four people, is only okay. about 58 bucks. Wow. Yeah, you know, and lots and lots of like cheap little skewers that you can get for like 80 cents or a dollar fifty. You know, it's a good combination of things. But what makes it cool for me is that um, it's very rarely visited by Singaporeans. Mm. You know, it's opened by this Chinese family, a mainland Chinese family, for a mainland Chinese clientele. Right. Right. So you go in and you, you're just taken out of Singapore for a wow. moment. You know, you have to order in Mandarin because nobody okay. speaks English. Uh, then I can you know? <laughs> <laughs> But it's, it's amazing. The atmosphere is great. They have booths, so it's kind of private. You wow. can talk. I usually go yeah. there and spend like many, many hours just chatting. Nice. You know, yeah. And you can drink Chinese beers, which is kind of cool. They're kind of weird, you know. <laughs> so it's a good place. It's a good place. Go and say Jonathan sent you. Okay. All right. <laughs> in so- Mandarin. Well, I will not. This one, because it's special, you will have to watch the show to get this information. I will not put the link in the description below. So, it me the work or so. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now uh, to wrap it up completely, we're going to do a food game, right? Oh, okay. Of course, you guys know what this is. If you just join us and you don't know what Bean Boozled is, Bean Boozled. a quick explanation is that uh, we're going to grab the same colour out of this box. So, the two jelly beans of the same colour, but... They might not have the same taste, mm. right? And this is basically how. It's I'm kind of scared work. now. You're scared now. Okay. So you're gonna you pick it. You pick okay, it. I pick I it. Won't give I it to pick you. it. All so right. It's your okay. destiny. This is not the Matrix. Okay. Um, okay. All right. So this one, this orange one, I've been not been able to find. I think it's either moldy cheese or caramel corn. I think. Thanks. So mm. this one. Can you see? Yeah. So who who do you think has the moldy cheese? Oh dear. Okay. Knowing my luck is probably me. Okay, Moldy cheese or? Caramel corn. Caramel corn. Okay, I wouldn't know the difference because I don't eat caramel. So, okay. <laughs> I do eat caramel. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, here we go. One, two, go. Mm. Oh! 
I don't even know what I got. Um, okay. I think I got caramel corn. Okay. What? You got moldy cheese, is it? <laughs> How bad is it? Um, it was really bad the moment it went in. Oh, now, wow. now it's actually okay. So that's kind of weird. That's kind of weird. Um, ow. Okay. Mine does not taste like caramel. Okay, mine tastes a little bit like Chinese medicine. Okay. Maybe that's what moldy cheese tastes like. Mmm. Is it sour? No, it had a little bitter taste, which I assume was the mold. Okay. Yeah, but now I'm getting the cheese. Interesting. So that's okay. You know, moldy cheese can't be that bad, right? Because once you get past the mold, the rest of the cheese is okay, right? True. Yeah, yeah ah, correct. Right? So this is quite accurate. Hmm. A layer of mold and then... And it was sweet at the end. Hmm. Wow. So yeah. Such a journey. Yeah, I know. Wow. Got it's a exciting. Start, middle, and finish. <laughs> yeah. I think they're being very nice. They're giving you that shock at the beginning, but at the end of the at the end of it, you still get a jelly bean, lah. Let's see if this one holds <laughs> holds that story. Oh no. Okay. Okay. So now this is either. What are the choices? Stinky socks or tutti frutti. Okay. If stinky socks end up sweet, that would be really freaky. All right. So you'd get to choose. Okay. One has a greenish patch. Yeah. This one has a greenish patch. Can you see? This greenish patch there. His doesn't. Nah, mine doesn't. Yeah, so, okay. But I don't think it has to do with the colour. You okay. Okay. Ready? Mm. Oh. Oh my god. <laughs> Bleh. Stinky socks. Mm. You got tutti frutti. I guess so. Yes, because I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> hey, but then it's getting sweet. Ah, uh, there you go, right? <laughs> so, so they're being very nice, lah. They're being very nice. Mm. There's a base there, right? Yeah, the child's crying. He's like, <laughs> confused. <laughs> wow. Okay, but this this whole game requires you to actually have tasted stinky socks, right? Yeah. Mm, have you? Mm, no. <laughs> then how do you know? Let's start right now. <laughs> uh, okay. So there we have it. Mm. Cool. Do you need water? Nah, I'm fine. You're fine. <laughs> Luckily, okay. I ended with a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I d- <laughs> Uh, thanks so much, Duat. Okay, good that you can hear us. I mean, our levels are still low. You can hear but cannot see. I hope you can see us too. Uh, okay, I think it's <laughs> it's going okay. All right. Yay. Okay, so now mm. technology. Usually, we feature a new gadget or app. Wow. But that's so amazing that you actually created an app. Yes. So this is very apt. <laughs> we can talk about sure. <laughs> this new app that Jonathan Lim has created. Um, wow, what, okay. You've told me a little bit about, mm. about it, but, but... It's pretty exciting. Uh, about about two years ago, you know, I took a little sabbatical and I said, and I want to do something creative that was different from what I usually do, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, um, I had lots of ideas, you know, and I, I shot them around to different people, you know, and, and finally, you know, one idea coalesced into a really cool thing because I've always wanted to sort of deal with heritage in Singapore. Mm-hmm. I've always believed that you know um, we can't go forward if we don't understand where we came from, you know history and heritage. And one of the places that's always been very important to me is Hopa Villa, mm. right? And so me and some friends had a project called Hopa Viva at okay. one point, which was about reviving interest mm. in Hopa Villa, right? Nice because it's kind of forgotten and people think it's closed. People think it's you know whatever you know, but it's still there. It's still open. It's free, but nobody knows, right? So that spun into uh, a game. You know, um, mm. because someone said, you know, what what better way to bring people there than to give them something to do, right? Right. You know, and I thought, oh, maybe I can do a series of like um, adventures, you know, that go around the island and I'll set the first one at Hopa Villa. Okay. Right? And I was going to write a book. And then someone said, no, 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 Singaporeans don't read, right? <laughs> but but they'll be on their phones. So if your book can go on a phone, I thought, okay, right. Mm-hmm. So someone said, do, do an app. Okay. So I thought, okay, let's do one of those choose your own adventure type. Nice apps, right? You know, so choice based and then solve riddles and stuff like that. Okay. So we created this club. They're called the Kok Ai Club. Okay. Right? Because the leader is Tan Kok Ai. Okay. Right? Uh, but also because they see Singapore in a very Kok Ai way. You know? Okay. When they look at Singapore, they look for the clues to the past. Okay. Rather than see the new mall and the new station and the new Starbucks, right. they see, hey, that building's been there a really long time. Right. Hey, I wonder how old that is. All right. So you it's know? not necessarily just about Hopa Villa. That's just oh, the no. second. Yeah, Hopa's the first adventure. Ah, okay. Right? But so um, these two kids, Tan Kok Ai and his alien friend, Apricot Lo. Okay. <laughs> right? I love that name so much. So the two of them are really sharp-eyed and they both have a passion for history. You know, And so uh, in this first adventure, they're in Hopa Villa. You know, and, and they're arguing among themselves and then suddenly they meet this this guy, this American born Chinese guy who needs their help. Right? Apparently his father, who buys Jade, right, bought a consignment of Jade that was sold by the Orr family who built Hogwa Villa. Okay. And in a hidden drawer, he found a bunch of riddles. 
right. that were apparently created by Orbun Hall, who built Opa Villa, okay. for his family to test them. Wow. And now they're in his hands. But being American-born Chinese, he feels he doesn't know enough about what's in Hoba Villa. So he gives it to these two kids and okay. says, can you do something? Right. And then you become their friend, joining them ah. on this adventure to solve these 12 riddles. Right. But you have to do it at Hoba Villa. Wow. So, so yeah. it's GPS-based? Uh, no. It's actually, it's still, it sits on your phone, but right. everything's sort of coded into the statues. Okay. So it's kind of like Da Vinci Code. Wow. You know, where if you find the right statue the statue will point the way to the next one and then you sort of follow How the fun. trail it's great fun as and long as they don't move the statues around we're fine right okay <laughs> so and does uh does the hopper glove does the hopper does the whole family know about this no no the, the whole family no longer owns it okay so, yeah they've given so, hopper villa to the singapore government so you know right. it's completely ours you know i but, can't and i and i can't download because if i use an iphone ah it's, it's not ready it's yet not ready for, yeah okay yeah. so we'll, uh, okay. we'll be doing iphone beta testing in january right now it's on android Okay. Yeah, and it's quite fun. Uh, and there's a there's a Facebook group for it called the Cock Eye Club. Okay. Right? So Do you, you have go to and check hyphen out. after Cock? Yeah, Cock hyphen I. Okay. Right? Yeah, because you don't want the Cock straight in the eye. Right. <laughs> uh, and you can go there. You can uh, get updates from us on what's happening. You know. Uh, and and it's exciting because uh, if you play the game, mm-hmm. right, you actually get to know most of Hopa Villa in one journey. It's really quite kind of wow. fun. So as you run around solving it, you're also learning. Right, Very and discovering. Nice. And so it's great for young people who've never been there. But it's also great for older folks who want a reason to revisit. Right. Right. And it's it's kind of exciting. But we also did something else with it. Um, we realized that for normal visitors who mm-hmm. perhaps, you know, uh, don't have the time to play the game. Right. Right. Uh, Hopa Villa can be quite confusing. Because okay. it's a whole, all these statues and no explanation of who they are and what they are. <laughs> yeah. And if you're not Chinese, even harder because, you know, a lot of it is based on legends and myths that you may have heard as a child but if you haven't heard then you don't know right yeah. so we've created the first ever full guide to Hoppa Villa wow so every single sep- statue that's a separate app it's in the app oh it's in the app you okay. get the game or you get the guide right and so now every single statue in Hoppa Villa has been named identified dated wow yeah it's amazing we, we had a, we had a lot of work to do but it was very worth it you know so that's it's kind of cool so awesome and yeah. this was was it government funded in some yeah. ways um, this is with the support of the SG50 celebration fund very nice right which is why we have to finish it by 31st December because SG50 is ending okay. um, and yeah so that's at least the first adventure we don't know who's gonna fund the second adventure okay. or the third or the fourth or the fifth you know? but that also depends on I guess the more people play and the yeah. more the more mm. support you get and the more attention it will draw yeah. you know? I mean we're hoping to do adventures for like Fort Canning and Kampung Glam and all that you know nice. so the Cock Eye Club can become this kind of special Singaporean sort of investigative team. I think it's quite That's cool. That's very, very cool. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, check it out, guys. Download it. it uh, Android, if you have Android. But then the iPhone version will be out... Uh, in January. In January. Yeah. So just go to the Cock Eye Club group on Facebook, right? And you can find all the info there. So cool. Are there, <laughs> are there voice actors for the characters? Uh, there's only voice actors for the transitions. Okay. But what's cool about it is uh, it all happens in chat mode. Okay. So it feels like you're on you're in you're just in a WhatsApp group with wow. Cockeye and Apricot. You know, and it's quite fun because as you go along she's just making snide comments about you and they're teasing you. Oh, wow. And it, it, it it's very personal. We wanted to make it very different from the very formal sounding, you know, you see a door in the distance. Right, what do you right. do? Yeah. You know, no, it's not. It's always the two of them sort of bickering and then you sort of getting caught up in between. So it's very chatty cool. and very singlish. It's all in Singlish. Right. Do you have a screenshot of anything? Ah, do I? No, I don't. No, I don't. But I can share some with you later. Yeah. Can, can. No problem. (laughs) Cool. And it's called, the app is called Cock Eye Club. The Cock Eye Club. The Cock Eye Club. Yeah. Nice. The first adventure is called Raiders of the Lost Park. Very nice. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. All your references and everything in there. Yellow. Cool. And uh, so in general, let's see now. Mm. I also like to ask my guests, what's their relationship with te- technology? Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how, how did you... I mean, this app idea is... So, you know, it's, it's, I mean, in terms of how does one create an app? So you, 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 I you have technically no idea. have no idea. It's I, amazing. Would, I, wouldn't, I would imagine you don't do any programming. Yeah, no, right? I know, no. So it's, then you'd have to work with someone and... Yeah, that's why and, it was exciting for me because, you know, I, I, I'm, 
on this project, I'm just a writer, right? I just create the concept, I write the material, and then I had a designer who mm -hmm. who, who, who does um, app designing, right? You know, because I wouldn't even know how to design for an app, right? All the strange <laughs> formats and templates, you know. So he did all that, and then we went to a developer to do it, you know. And so I'm learning tons as we go along, which is very exciting for me, yeah. you know. So it would make sense that it's going to get easier as it goes along, yeah. But I would still stay far away from the tech stuff because wow, oh. wow. But do you, do you find as a creative person you need to understand some of it? Like as a director, mm. as a writer, you need I need to, to understand uh, what the results can be, right? And what yep. the options are, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I do I do a lot of like, you know, just sort of experimenting, you know, and trying out different things. And then I go to the developer and go, hey, is this possible? Hey, how does that work? Right. You know, so at least I ask uh, more intelligent questions, even though I can't give any smart answers. Right. You know, but right. yeah, I mean, that's what it usually is, right? You know, as a director, you rely on your specialists but you ask the exciting questions. Yeah. 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 Awesome. That's mm. awesome. Awesome <laughs> blend of creative and technical. And, <laughs> and so, so in general, your relationship with it is, uh, well, I just do, you broke up. do you love technology? I just broke up with my old phone. This is my new phone, which Look is like, casing. only about I know. <laughs> okay, can you see? It's, it's an eye condom. Can you see? It's quite nice. Yeah. This is where <laughs> the fluid goes. And this is where the you insert the rib is, yeah. So <laughs> uh, it's very handy. Is it flavored? It keeps my phone safe. <laughs> no, <laughs> not, um, yet. not yet. Not mm. <laughs> um, It's it. What? Wow! I had a 4S for the longest time. Like wow. really, the longest. You just time. changed it, and I just changed it only because wow. the 4S was like quitting on me, you know. And so I panicked, and I I went to the shop, and I said, "Help me!" And it took like two and a half hours for him to like you know calm me down and sort everything out and wow. get everything transferred you know so I, I feel happy now uh, but yeah I, I I rely a lot on it okay but I do not have a fascination with I guess the speed of development you know so there yeah. are lots of people who just love every new phone that comes along right? yeah I'm like nope if it yeah. works for me I hope it will work forever and I don't have to change it right so you won't but would you necessarily try new things no. Like iCloud, you know, like Evernote, you have like, yep. you get to... I've been, you know? yeah, like people have been telling me, try Evernote. I'm like, uh, I have it on my computer, but I haven't tried it, you know. Because you can access the same document everywhere. I know, but I don't have to. Update it's okay. It. It's okay? <laughs> I have... It's all up here. I le I've learned this, right? There are two types of people. There are people who like to do things a certain way. And as long as they found a way to do it, are happy to do it that way. Right. And then there are people who are very excited to try doing things different ways all the time. Right, so if I can access my document from a different place, right, I want to do it. I'm like, no, it's okay. I will access my document where I normally access my documents. So well, I'm I'm traditionalist in that way, right? I'm very Confucian, you know. Yeah. I don't need to access it elsewhere. If I had to, then my life would have been miserable up to this point, right? Yeah. So yeah. so if if there hasn't been a need for it, I don't need to chase after it. True. But other people you will go. go needs. Wow, that's possible. Now I need it. Yeah. Right. Possibilities yeah. become needs. Yeah. That's for me, creatively, usually the case. Right. Right. Like if you tell me, hey, we can do this with a set. I'm like, oh, yeah, I think we need to do that. You know, but yeah. technology, no, no, no. I don't need to have every app in the world or, you know, every gadget in the world. I think I'm so far behind gadgets that, you know, <laughs> wow, it's amazing. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> like everything in this room, I have no idea. Like what are these things? What you do know? you see? Um, <laughs> I was oh. looking at that casing and, and you were oh. telling me about all these all, all the Star Wars things yes, that you yes, were, yes, Yeah, yes. and I'm like, I have no idea what that is. Uh, I'm a Game it's Boy just person. Computer games and <laughs> <laughs> Game Boy. Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's move on to entertainment. Yeah. Um where should we start? Wow. Now, should we start with... Let's start with <laughs> In The Room. Let's start with In The Room. Right. Yes, uh, because we so, are. <laughs> true. Yes. <laughs> I auditioned for that, actually. You did? Yeah. Did you see the videos? No. 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 Which okay. role did you audition for? Uh, there was a singer who was singing at a bar or something like that. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't know if that Right, was, right, right. Okay, was, okay. Was, was, was no, that was written out. That was, was written out. out. Yeah. I, okay. Oh. I didn't get to see the movie because okay. it was sold out. I was <laughs> late on that. There was only one screening, um, so yeah. And then, uh, but they auditioned me as the auditioned me as the bellhop and I was just like, but oh. I would like to play a role. So if it was not a role... I was like, oh, maybe. And then she's like, don't worry, you audition as a bellhop, but mm. you will, you will be. Mm. And then the the requirement was mm. nudity as well, which I was a, a bit new, like nude bellhop. Really? No, 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 no not the bellhop. <laughs> okay. So it was somebody else. I yeah. don't know, but mm. like, but of course, I mean, the audition wasn't in the nude. Mm. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it was a, at some gunpoint. Was that scene still in there? Some gunpoint. No, no scene? longer gunpoint. No longer. Okay, yeah, so changed. everything I auditioned for has changed. <laughs> that story changed dr drastically. Okay. Wow, but but there is there was still one. Th th so by the way, in the room is Eric Koo's uh, new I think film. We mentioned new film, right? Which was screened on December third, first, or first, 
First December. At uh, the Marina Bay. Yes, at Sands. the Sands Theater. Uh, um, it, it was supposed to go. Hope, it was well, hoping to go to the local cinema screens. Yeah, but uh, doesn't look likely. Doesn't look likely, right? Mm. And we're going to, we'll talk about why in yeah. a moment. Yeah, but, um, um, but it, so it's quite exciting because it's Singapore's first erotic film. Yeah, sort of, right? Right. You know, because I mean, Lang Tong was quite, quite, quite sex filled as well, but it was more of a thriller, murder slasher thing. This one is strictly about lust. Right. You know? So it's quite exciting. Right. Uh, so let's let's get this part out of the way. So is there <laughs> is there like full frontal nudity from both male and female um, actors? No, there's full frontal from the female. Okay. And there's a lot of butt shots from the males. From the males. Yeah. The, the audition did say there was full frontal male though. Like, they mm. said be comfortable with But it wasn't, so. there the, it wasn't there in the end. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't right. there in the end. Um, um, pr- didn't seem necessary, la, right. I guess. That's good. Uh, That's it was good quite, it, it's fascinating because it's, uh, it's a period film in mm-hmm. that sense uh, it's a se- in fact it's multiple periods is it's it anything like uh, Wild Rice's Hotel uh, actually mm, <laughs> it's suspiciously <laughs> similar okay. <laughs> it's suspiciously similar okay. but then again the idea of um, different times in the same room is a very old one right. you know, if yes. you think of like Neil Simon's California Suite and all that you know it's, it's mm. an old theatrical concept and I'm sure other films have done it too you know what's nice is that it's the first time we're seeing it from a strictly Singaporean perspective, right? Yeah. It was based in the seven-story hotel, which is right. a, st- a hotel that Eric loved dearly, but it's gone. And it begins in the 40s, and okay. there's one story every decade, hmm. you know? And it, the last story ends in the future. So it wow. kind of spills into 2030 Singapore, right? right? So it's kind of nice, but they never leave the room. Right, so and you, different characters. There, and there different no, characters. There's no link between the only there link. There are the links. Ah, Interesting. So th- ah, that's okay. part of the fun of it, right? There okay. are some things that spill over. But what what's really magical for me is that um, it's a hotel. So all of these characters aren't local. Ah, so it's yes. all stories of Singapore seen through the eyes of visitors right. and in their languages as well. Right. So there's no a scene in Thai. At all. Um, I mean, the no bellhop the visit- bell is local. The right. maid is local. There's one story in the... 60s, which is about a local band okay. styled after the quests, right? So that's the only Singaporeans in the room. La. Interesting. Yeah, everybody else is either Japanese, Thai, um, uh, Korean, Asian. yeah, uh, Korean, you know, so it's quite exciting that way. And, and um, the scripts that we wrote were then translated into all those languages. Wow. And we had all these actors from the different countries. So, how so many it was fantastic. Different stories were there? Seven how stories m- altogether. And you wrote? And I wrote six of them. Okay. Yeah, wow. so it's quite fun. Yeah, it's quite challenging. Uh, and w- watching it is like wow you know it, everyone sort of has their favourite story you know different things appeal to you but when you put the whole thing together it's really very juicy you know wow. because stylistically as well they're very different some are very dark some are very tender some are completely like off the wall and crazy one's, one's about a stripper okay. kind of like Rose Chan uh-huh. right you know who's teaching all these girls how to do amazing things with their with their vaginas and how to <laughs> do things with bananas and fish and ping pong balls and all right. that in the hotel room in the hotel room because she uses it as a classroom right is this any in any way based on what actually happened or this well we know that she definitely was uh, uh, Rose Chan was definitely very interested in sort of advancing the art of the yes. striptease right. but also her kind of sort of feminist movement you know which is right. about the power of the vagina you know so, mm. so we sort of extrapolated from that and th- you know where would she have done these little master classes ah, you know for example right. you know yeah and it's wonderful because it's done in that whole scene is done in Cantonese because uh, Rose Chan was Cantonese right. and it was, it's played by Josie Ho who's a wonderful Hong Kong actress who right. brings a really wow. strange twist to it it's really charming <laughs> you know so it's a, it's a very fun film you know, uh, it's quite erotic. It's quite mm-hmm. erotic. It's I quite would nice. imagine so. Sure, you so. know, yeah. And um, did you have to? This is so slightly off topic. Did you have to age the hotel room? Oh yeah, years? yeah. That this would have been very interesting, also. Even though it's such a simple sounding sort of movie, right? But uh, it was quite elaborate because we actually built like you know an entire sort of half a floor of the hotel right. with two rooms that were identical to each other right. and a corridor linking them. Right, that was very clever, and so that as you shot in one. The other room was being prepared for the next decade. Wow! You know, so that we never had to stop shooting. So we right. would we would probably do like two days in each room and just go back and forth and back and forth. Oh you wow! Know? And it was fun because like you you literally felt like a hotel because every day there'll be a new group of tourist actors arriving True, yes. for the first time and then they rehearse for one day, shoot for one day, and fly off. Wow! You know, so we were just we were the hotel. Yeah. Right, with all these people coming in, and it was fantastic and amazing wow. actors. Those of you who are into like K drama and stuff, you know, there's an amazing actor Choi Woo Shik who makes his Singapore debut 
in right? the Korean story. I think I saw some pictures of Yeah, of and him. he's totally like, you know, the best thing in Korea right now. Wow. You know, just took like every award available. Oh, wow. You know, and he, he lends a really special touch to the film as well. You know, so quite a good experience. Quite a good experience, you know. So, yeah. Very nice. But you should so, have gone and flashed your butt in it. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so the other question is, how do we get to see this? Mm, yeah. Well, so... Yeah. So okay, look, so to be fair, okay, I'll bring up. There's another film that was uh, recently out, uh, Tan Pin Pins to Singapore with Love. I don't know mm. how many of you are aware of. Uh, she's also done Singapore Gaga and Invisible City. Yeah. Um, so she's recently, I think recently. Mm. Um, I, there's an article which I will link in the video description. Um, basically, uh, there are ways to sell it on iTunes and things like that. But she's chosen not to because of uh, I think if you want to read up more on uh, mm. Roy, like how much you get paid and stuff like that, it was more cost effective for her, uh, more profitable actually to 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 put it out on Vimeo. So mm. so her movie is out on Vimeo because mm. um, it's banned here. Because it's banned it, well, here. Well, it's banned from distribution and release. Okay. So she cannot actually collect money from anyone in Singapore, right? In exchange for seeing the film, okay, right? But what she has, what what she did do, uh, uh was she advertised a limited edition DVD, mm-hmm. um, run that you could order, but you had to order from a non-Singaporean address, right? So you can advertise in Singapore. You can advertise it as long as you don't trade it in Singapore. Okay. So a lot of people I know, including myself, got their friends overseas to buy it. You know, and, and then bring US, it with you. U.S. currency. So yeah. yeah, get your friends to. So that's that's way around it. Mm. Um, you know, so or go to Malaysia and watch it lah, which is what some people <laughs> did, right? There were screenings in Malaysia, and lots that's of Singaporeans went up by bus to right. watch it there. You know, so it, we we should just have like a little Singapore cinema in just, JB, right? Just like right across the yeah, showing all the banned films. <laughs> that would be awesome. Singaporeans only. Yes, right? yes. That would be damn cool. Let's Fun. do that. Let's do that. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's also... Is there such, such a thing I heard somewhere mm. uh, about... Like, on a cruise ship, you can screen it also. If you go to open waters... Yes, you can. You You're can, right. right? Yeah. You, can cruise, you can do something like that, right? Yeah, so you can bring your, like, yeah, bring your laptop onto a sampan and just sail out there. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's tricky for her because... Um, it, I don't know how much she wanted to make money out of it. You right. know, I think for her... You know, look at the title, right? It's to Singapore with love. It's not to Singapore yeah. for money, yeah. right? You know, and I think she really wanted it to be a sort of open letter to all Singaporeans, and that kind of is the thing that's being compromised. Yeah, now, you know. Yeah, I mean, I she wanted um, to reach more than, than correct. Than you know, money. and 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 she wanted it to reach a, uh, people who might not watch film generally. Mm. You know, I mean, this is a film which my dad watched it because he received the DVDs that I ordered, and he loved it. He loved it because wow. it was his generation of people. You know, the people from Nanta University, you know, who had all, who, who went through those really troubling times in Singapore. And right. some of whom were then exiled, who are the people she's writing about. Mm-hmm. And others who, like my dad, found ways to exile themselves, you know, who mm. ended up working abroad more than they work in Singapore, simply because I guess the experiences they had when they were younger made it impossible to stay here fully right. and happily. You know, he's happier with Singapore now that he's older and he's sort of mellowed. You know, but he had an angry time where he really didn't want to do business here because wow. it was the government that they were not happy with when they were younger. Right. And they didn't feel that they wanted to bow to that now. Right. So him and a lot of his compatriots, you know, it's interesting. I saw this, this trend you right. know, that they've all been living abroad in Taiwan, in China, in Hong Kong. You know, they're all still Singaporeans. They right. all come back, you know, every now and then, but they just don't want to be here all the time. Right. Well, times have changed, though. So, what, mm. what? I mean, in terms of what? Why do you think the government has banned this film? Well, it's simply because I think at the heart of it, times haven't changed. Ah. You know, somewhere up there, times haven't changed. They're still concerned about those same things, which is really bizarre. Right. You know, really bizarre. I mean, we have moved on. We have moved on. Uh, the generation that suffered it, I think, still has you know sort of grudges, right? Okay. And still has memories, and that's absolutely fair. But the younger generation, the newer generations, should be allowed to look at what went on and make our own minds up. Right. Right? You know, I think uh. we should be able to see all the dirt and say, okay, I'm, I'm glad it's over. Right. I'm glad it's different. But at least to be able to see. Yeah, simply because I think there's lessons to be learned from that, you know? And how do we make sure we don't go there again if we don't know what it was, right? Yeah. So, I mean, Pin Pin's film is really part of just sort of sharing that past with everyone. To me, it's a heritage right. project. What's conser- what's controversial about it? It's heritage, right? Uh, do you know are these is mm. is what all that has happened? Is that mm. in library books? Can you find that? There are lots of books I know. Uh, if if you read Mandarin, 
there right. are a lot of Mandarin books ah, coming okay. out, you know, written by people who lived through that period. And that's you know. allowed to be sold here. Yeah, that. yeah you can it's find them on film at Chaogun and all these bookshops, you know. Uh, right. I mean, they're not banned because they're kind of, I guess, um, research-based and historical to some extent, right? Right. You know? uh, I think the film makes it a little bit more emotionally powerful. Ah, okay. Right? It's more not a accessible dusty book on the in some ways too. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and you can suppose that as as a censorship person you would say, oh the film is engineering and a reaction. Ah. Whereas a book is just a book. It's okay. for research. Well, yeah. Right. So a film is more dangerous. Right. Right? But still it's the same intention, you know, which is just to expose the past. Right. Right? So with with that in mind, how mm. what what are Eric's? Do you know Eric's thoughts on, in terms of distributing? This, well, he shared this? he shared with me his concerns. Um, basically, can you do the same? His deal was his deal was this: he wanted to um, either have it. Okay, he he can buy two situations. One, if you release it at a lower rating, let's say NC seventeen, sixteen, whatever, which got, would mean cuts right? though. Then some cuts are understandable for a wider audience. Right. Right? But uh, given that this is an erotic film anyway and you're not planning to reach a wider audience, a younger audience, right? He was quite happy not to go for that. So he felt, give me the highest rating you've got, which is the R, right? But since it's R, no cuts should be necessary. Right. That makes sense. Right? Yep. But they still insisted on two cuts. I can't say what the cuts are, but they're significant enough that Eric feels um, those cuts should not be made, right? Mm-hmm. They would significantly damage the storytelling, right, and the aesthetic. So if those two cuts are still going to be necessary, then he would rather not release it in Singapore at all. Right. So R and still two cuts. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. As far as I'm concerned, quite unnecessary cuts. Right. You know. Um. So I felt that there was a certain stubbornness there. You know. Uh, at the end of the day, really, those cuts make no difference. There were things we were much more concerned about that didn't raise any flags at all. So it's they're looking to cut always stuff. Feels that like that. Is, it's always yes. like it's looking at the wrong it's the very wrong, weird. The wrong thing almost. Yeah, you know, it's very strange. Um and it's it's a tragic irony then, you know, that that, that a film made in SG fifty about Singapore by Singapore's pioneering filmmaker is not gonna be screened in Singapore. Right. But you know sometimes that's the price we have to pay for letting censorship go overboard. Yeah. Right? Can he re- do it the same way uh, to Singapore with Love is done? Like put it mm. on Vimeo and, and have... Well, I mean, the good the good thing I think about Eric is he sees Singapore film as an international phenomenon. Okay. You know, and he has always represented Singapore film outside of Singapore. So as, as far as he's concerned, if the world gets to see it, that's a good thing. Right. If Singapore doesn't get to see it, it's sad, but Singapore can go out there and see it. Yeah. Exactly. Right. We'll yeah. find our way, you know. So I suppose there will be DVD releases mm-hmm. somewhere, you know. There will probably be an American release or a European release, maybe a Hong Kong release. So we can order it, we can whatever, you know. Uh, and those hopefully will be uncut. Yeah. You know, um, I do see his point in terms of not giving in yet again, you know, to the same old censorship, you know, uh, habits, you know, because every time we give in, we are telling them it's okay. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, and I, I really do believe that if you want to, on one hand, you know, commission local film and support it, and, and this is a film made with Singapore Co- Film Commission money. Wow, okay. So on one hand, go make the film. On the other hand, let me mess it up for you. Right, yeah. In terms of, you know, the finished product. You know, that, that really makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. And is it also because it's from the Singapore Film Commission that mm. that they have such a jurisdiction over the content? Oh, hmm. That's an interesting way of looking at it. Um, no, because um, in this case, those those two bodies are quite separate. Okay. You know, and and I mean, film censorship in Singapore is quite complete. You know. Right. Even Hollywood films come in and, and get get the same yes, treatment. Exactly. It's okay. just that right. those producers are looking at such big markets; they don't care. Right. You know, so you won't get like you know, sort of um, wolves of Wall Street being angry that cuts are made. They'll say, "Forget it. I'll just make whatever millions I can. Right. I don't care." Because they're not worried about the integrity of their film in every little country it goes to. Yeah. You know? Because the main country would be the, the yeah. like America. Yeah, as long so, as the Academy sees the film they need to see, yeah. they don't care what Singapore sees. Exactly. You know? But Eric believes that he made this film for Singapore. Exactly. And if Singapore can't see it fully, then let's sit on that and solve the problem. Yeah. Rather than make the artist do the compromising. Yeah. All the time, there's always this emotional blackmail of, oh, but you made the film, don't you? Don't waste it. 
you know but I'm yeah. like no sometimes just make another film then yeah. you know yeah you can't emotionally blackmail artists with their own work that's a terrible thing to do it is yeah okay so on, on this topic now so talking about like um, on the in the on the bigger scope in terms mm. of funding versus mm. censorship yeah uh, there was another article that was released mm. uh, with a poet uh, mm. okay yes I, in the Straits Times in the Straits Times right uh, yeah I forget his name now um, but but he says that basically well one of the things in the article is that if you don't want to be censored then don't go for government funding but mm. though is that true though like I mean <laughs> is this as simple as that we, you just said that anything gets censored here in Singapore so it's not necessarily the fact that just because it's funded yeah. it will not it will get censored right I so mean in some situations what do you know of it in some situations there is a link because there are considerations uh, in the funding uh, agreement okay right when you accept the funding you have to sign off you know, saying that you will honor certain things, that you will not contradict certain things, you will not go against, you know, um, 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 Singapore's policies, etc., 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 things like that. So there is a deal. Okay. And that's fair. If you're gonna take my money, these are my rules. Okay. I think that's fair. They're not unreasonable rules. They are the usual OB markers. Right. Okay. The problem is, even if you don't touch that money, there are other bodies. Right. That are overall censorship. Right. So these are the film. The so film for film is board. the is the uh, 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 board of film censors, board of film right? Censors, the BFC, that's right. right? And for us, it's uh, MDA lah. For stage arts, MDA. Yeah, right. So we right. still have to get the performing arts license. Right. Right. And that license has got nothing to do with where your money comes from. Exactly. It's strictly to do with what they will allow you to show the public. Right. Right. So that's a slightly more sort of, um, I guess, blanket jurisdiction, right? And that's what we were up against, you know, mm. because Chestnuts has not taken any money from the government, so we. We make no promises to any government body that we will honour them in any way. So the right? only body that can step in if you have no funding from any government sort of is MDA for the and stage. Because of that licence. Because uh-huh. of that piece of paper. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's tricky because without that piece of paper, your performance is illegal. Right. Uh-huh. Right. So, I mean, we've had troubles with that before. I mean, long time ago in 1990, I don't know. Wow, 1999, I think. Um, yeah. There was one Chestnuts where uh, a parent complained about um, um, crude language on stage. Okay. Right? And we had our license withdrawn. So midway through the run, suddenly, we were not allowed to go into the theatre. We oh, were wow. not allowed. You know, oh, the wow. police were actually there to stop us from secretly doing the show. Wow. You know, and, and to turn the audience away. You know, um, so what happened then? But at that time, uh, we had some we had some friends, Audrey Wong from the substation, who okay. had seen the show. Uh, she offered to write in for us and speak for us. She later became our first arts NMP, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you know, and she wrote that you know, uh, from her point of view, you know, the advisory that we gave, right, which mentioned course language, yeah, was adequate warning for okay. any parent right. to make a choice about bringing their kids. So it right. was this parent's fault for bringing her kids when she should have known. Right. That there would be coarse language, you know, and it was un- it was not like horribly coarse language, it was very commonplace coarse language. Right. You know. So um that made sense. So they accepted that explanation and they gave us back a license one day later. Right. But without at all acknowledging the financial disadvantage, lah, you know, so it's up to us then to somehow rearrange refunds for everybody and all that. They don't care about that. Okay. You know, they just wash their hands of mm. that. You know, so um which is fair enough. I don't expect them to come and babysit us and go, how ah, how ah, come I help you call true, people? True, true. You know, yeah. but I think a greater responsibility should be taken now because in this case, it was a mistake. They should have investigated it before they shut us down. Yeah. Right? Their yeah. knee-jerk reaction was, shut it yeah. down. Someone has complained. Yeah. But that person's complaint actually should just have been answered. Right? Exactly. In a, in a very polite way and say, yeah. ma'am, you know. And so it's a lot of inconvenience for yeah, you, exactly. I'm sure. So I think there is that sort of very um, cold sort of attitude that a lot of our legislation has towards the things that they're supposed to be protecting. Right. You know, yeah, so it's very damaging, you know. Same oh, same gosh. with what happened this time, right, with with, with, with uh, the recent chestnuts, you know. Yeah. It was, it was very unfriendly, you know, and even if you had really good reasons for doing it, there's no need to be unpleasant about it. Yeah. You know. And it was unpleasant. Like. It was unpleasant because it was, it was them making a choice and us having to scramble like mad to work around it. So Gosh. what we thought was a partnership, right, in terms of managing what the public gets, right. suddenly became uh, my problem. Uh, right? 
you know. Yeah. So I'm like, mm, I thought we were together on this, you know. Yeah. And and, and I, I I I did share this with the press. I said, you know, in the in the years leading up to this, we had had conversations with them, you know, and right. we thought we were on the same page. Yeah. And then suddenly it turns out, oh, we're not on the same side at all. You yeah, know? this has been and an ongoing problem, right? Yeah, it has has it seems like it hasn't improved in terms of censorship. You, know? you you did this video a long time back with about with the Amy. What's her name? Uh, <laughs> Royston Tan's cat. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And no, no, things haven't changed at she's, all. Is she still there? No, she's left. She's right, left. But things haven't changed. She's hmm. um, yeah. I think I think it's because at the core of it, you know, uh, um, there's a, there's a terrible conservative caller. You know, in Singapore, that, that that is very stubborn and very very resistant to change. Right. You know, and and is very afraid of losing power, right. And losing authority. You know, and uh, at the same time, you know, and this brings us to another sort of censorship, sort of, uh, situation, right? right. Um, there's also a civil service that is aware of this conservative core and therefore double guessing. In every situation, they're oh, always thinking, oh, what, what will those people say? Yeah. And I don't want to be the one who gets a letter tomorrow saying, why did you allow this? So they overcompensate. Right. And they clamp down and they clamp down, even though upstairs might actually not care. Right. But they'll never hear about it. Yeah. Because it's clamped because down it's really, even before it gets there. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you deal with this a lot when you're working with TV, for example, you know, where everyone's trying to guess what MDA is going to say yeah. before they send it to MDA. Yeah. And then you find out MDA actually was probably more open about it than the actual then, commissioning party. So it's always confusing, you know. Um, I'm thinking, for example, about the the Penguin books. Yes. Right? Or the Yeah, right? You know, and that situation where I think it was a very sort of bureaucratic response to a complaint, which really was just something that was already part of their normal system, mm. right? They already had a strategy to deal yeah. with these tricky books. They didn't need to panic, yeah, and then overcompensate, and then get slammed, yeah, and then make inadequate explanations. I'm like, no, you could have just checked with your boss before reacting, exactly, and said, "What is our policy?" Yes, you know, I always believe that it's better to diplomatically answer complaints than just do what the complaint asks you to do, and that seems to be what we always do. Yeah, the power is in the hands of the one who has lots of time to write letters. Yeah. That's really dangerous. I don't want to live in a country where bored, judgmental people make policy. Yeah. No. Wiser people should be able to say, hey, that person's a rebel. I won't listen to you. At the same time, that person's a complainer. I won't listen to you either. Yeah. It's got to be fair, right? Yeah. Maintain your middle ground. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because one is react. It almost feels like it's reaction out of yeah. fear, out of not standing on ground. If you had mm. those books in the first place, then... You know, stand for it. Yeah. Like, why, why, you know? And I've always believed that, you know, this is Singapore, right? We rule with an iron fist, right? Can you be more confident with that iron fist? You know, and not cower to every complaint. Yeah. You know, where's the guts that built this country? You know, if people had been complaining in 1965, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. Right? Obviously, we were able to make decisions, tough decisions, and be very firm on them. Yeah. Why can we not continue that tradition? and stand firm on decisions that have already been made. That's yeah, my point. That's the question. Why? You, yeah, if you made yeah. a policy, stick to it. Yeah. So so do you think in the for the future of like mm. where we're going, do you think like what Eric what Eric's doing, uh, you know, standing firm and finding mm. ways around it, that's the only way to go, right? Do you think we're doing it right? I so think we far need to learn. We need to learn. Artists? Yeah. I mean there'll be lots and lots of small skirmishes that, that you know that, that we might lose. You know, like, you know, you might lose the chance to screen this film. Yeah. But at the end of the day if ten ten films down the road this problem doesn't arise anymore, yeah. that would have been the battle that we're fighting. Yeah. Right? We can't give in on the small battles and lose the big battle. You know, right. I think that would be a shame. You know? and, and because we're only 50, right, everything's open to change. Yeah. You know? Nothing should be fixed. Nothing should be impossible now. Yeah. You know? We're just beginning. So I think everyone kind of needs to feel that revolutionary spirit a little bit in what they're doing and saying, you know, no, I know why I'm doing it. I'm going to stick to it. Don't tell me there's a system and there's a status quo right. that I have to bow to. That's new too. Yeah. That system is new. Improve it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so serious we are. Yeah, no, I mean, this is, this is what it's <laughs> for, right? Um, there's a quick thing. Stuart just said it's lagging very badly today. I don't oh. know why, yeah, because it's red. I really hope that, because I'm not recording it. It only gets recorded. So I really ah, hope the okay. feed, please, really hope <laughs> the feed actually is uh, strong enough. Uh-oh. Uh, I hope the lag has a buffer where it kind of 
Right, right. You know, it has it has all the data there, even though it's not streaming. Because if not, then we have. Technically, I don't know why it's it's connected to this, so it's connect. It's a wired connection, so I don't know why. You know, mm. It seems to be okay, but she says really lagging. Yeah, I wonder how the audio. How about? <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys, and I'm so sorry. Are we uh, speaking really slowly? Uh, maybe we have to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyhow, so just really quickly before we get into Amos Yee and mm. uh, maybe one more game, if we have time. We only have like five more minutes. Wow. See, okay. Passes very fast, right? My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amazing. Uh, do you think a majority of funding in the article it said that a majority of funding comes from the government is that true do you find it to be true or is that because I I mm. tend to think maybe not well okay I mean there, there are meant to be three sources of funding right for the arts and right? see it's the government it's uh, the commercials I see uh, as in the commercial uh, sector yeah and it's the public in terms of uh, yes. sales right I think Singapore relies very heavily on the government and then sales yeah, you know, um, some companies have had partnerships with corporations and all that, and that's that's good, you know. But um, not a lot of that to go around, you know. Uh, so yeah, we are, I think, quite heavily reliant on government funding, at this, at this you point, know, which right. is a shame. Which is a shame right. because that that comes with a lot of issues, lah. Mm. You know, um, and I've always felt that the the lack of commercial funding or corporate funding right. is also related, I think, to policy. You know, because it's really about what kind of landscape you you give to these companies. Mm, yes. You know, there are a lot of companies... So it links which, back to government still? Uh? It still does because, yeah. you know, everything in Singapore links back to government, right? Yeah. But like, I mean, there are a lot of overseas companies, you know, these, these, these multinationals that come by, you know, and they tend to be the ones more open mm. to arts funding. But that's because in wherever they, they normally, well, where they began, that's the that's the, the tradition. Is, that's what yeah, they do, right? Yeah. As a company, you have a sort of public service, right. right? And public service includes the arts, yeah. right? And so they come here and they sort of bring that mentality with them. Right, but a lot of uh, uh, regional companies and local companies may or may not have, you know, sort of developed that thinking, right? Yeah. And it's up yeah. to the government to sort of push them in that direction, la, You know, because yeah. if you want to ease, but someone needs to push the government also. I feel. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and and the artists are always sort of the reminding, ones. right? Yeah. You know, always reminding. It's just that you know, a lot of companies come to Singapore to be sort of really focused on progress and really focused on developing, you know, and not so much focused on let's build a community. Yeah. Right? Singapore yeah. is sort of positioned to them as come here and just score yeah, yeah. at any yeah. cost, you know? Yeah, yeah. use exactly. us, use us, you know, and we're, we're just, just for you to make money and like, no, we are here to enjoy our life and if you want to live here with us and do business with us, you have to be part of that life. Yeah. And come to the theater with us, yeah. And come to the concerts with us, you know. It's and true. It's very outside in at the moment. It's yeah. Still very outside in. You know, yeah. because our fear, I guess, governmentally, is that you know, oh, you know, if we don't offer those perks, they won't come. Yeah. Right. But I think we're underestimating these companies because mm -hmm. they also want to come to a place where they can settle down, and their workers can settle down. Yeah. You know, I mean, one department wants to make the profit, but the rest of the company wants to not be miserable. Right, yeah. so I think we we also need to sort of ease off on that, yeah, and yeah. say, hey, you can have a good life, making money in Singapore. Mm -hmm. They're not mutually exclusive, you know. Yeah, good point. Hmm. All right, so we only have three minutes, so ah! just to wrap this up, tell us a little bit more about the MSE project. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. Uh, in a very short time. Okay. Yes, what in a what very can short I say? Time. So it was, MDA Bandit in the film, uh, in, the, in, in Chestnut, in so we Chestnuts. couldn't do it, right? Exactly. Then we realized, hey, we could do it on YouTube, mm -hmm. right? Because that one is open and free, right? So we said, hey, you know, uh, let's let's try to crowdfund it. Let's see if people are interested. Uh, and then sadly, people aren't that interested, <laughs> you know? Uh, and I mean, there are lots of possible reasons well, why. Amos definitely was not interested. Yeah, yeah, Amos himself was like, you know, yeah. And I thought that, 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 that alone would be a wonderful reason to do it. But um, I mean, I guess part of it is because a lot of people are in... in in a very mixed sort of you know um, uh, place about him lah. Yeah. You know, uh, he has fans. He has some fans, but they're they're quite young, generally. You know, and most Singaporeans don't want to put their dollar on Amos. Yeah. Right. And so we're sort of there going, ah, oh, darn, we have so yeah. many funny things to say. Yeah. <laughs> but no yeah. one wants to give money to see them. Um, so we're not giving up though. Um, mm -hmm. You know, because at, at at heart, I do believe that you know, talking about Amos or reflecting on the whole Amos saga. Uh, has has a lot of things to teach us, you yeah. know, uh, and and so much of our parody is really about learning, you know, learning from our mistakes, right? So I still wanna satirize Amos, you know, but maybe not in the expensive way that requires people to give lots of money. Right. If we can find a sort of cheaper and more streamlined way first, we'll do it that way, 
and then if it grows back into this project then awesome okay right so we were thinking we could like sort of straight from chestnuts jump straight into the big one but i think people need to foreplay a bit lah right so we'll do the foreplay Yeah, so foreplay. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I will in case you don't know I'll, I'll be playing Amos. So he's the so foreplay. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna have a little dinner soon after this and talk about it. It'll uh, be fun. It'll yeah. be fun. Uh, unfortunately, it is almost time. We can't play that game, but we're gonna <gasps> wrap, we have to wrap things up really soon. I really 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 hope this stream is okay because mm. if not, then it will be the first episode that kind of oh, strange <laughs> didn't really didn't really yeah. So anyhow, um. In any case, uh, in the future, I will always I will be during the season break. We will take be taking snippets, so hopefully there'll be nice snippets from this, mm. and I'll put them out so Yay. so you get to watch it again. Um, but don't forget to uh, follow, like, subscribe. All the stuff is below with Jonathan's links. Uh, there's mm. a Chestnuts Facebook link as well. Yep. New Instagram, uh, <laughs> and with SpinStop, there's the Facebook page you can like. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the SpinStop uh, YouTube channel, as well as share it with your friends. Yeah. Uh, every like, comment, or subscribe really, really helps us. Uh, there's all these technical things that happen with algorithms <laughs> and things like that, so it really helps our ranking. Uh, but thank you, and I'll try to bring you guys more. And our next episode, our guest uh, will be Nicholas Lim. Uh, everybody has a theater background, almost. Uh, he. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But he is uh, the guy who has started the SG Confessions page on Facebook. If you're not aware of it, it uh it did it did get very popular. He's got thousands of subscribers now, and um, uh, it's helped gay uh individuals in Singapore actually sort of express themselves in an anonymous way. Mm. So uh yeah, more about that in the next episode. Thank you so much. Uh, and I always do this with my <laughs> guests. Click on the stop streaming uh, when you're ready to say bye. Oh, when yeah. I'm ready to say bye. Wait, yeah. I'm moving the arrow. That one. Yes, yes. There you go. Yay. Okay, bye bye.